into May, and the Enigmatic Reds are all the way up to number 24 in the MLB.com Power Rankings. Hey, you got to start somewhere. Where were we to start? 32. 27. There's only 30 teams. (laughs) (laughs) We're behind Louisville and Chattanooga. I'm in in football already. (laughs) (laughs) All right. I'm Jeff. I'm Kim. I'm Tom. And I'm John. And that's John. And welcome back to the Three Old Reds Fans Podcast, coming to you from Shea Generette tonight, a few clicks from the heart of Cedarville, famous birthplace and final resting place of Reds pitching legend Bumpus Jones. I explained who Bumpus Jones was to somebody the other day. Probably a Pirates fan. At the Dragons game. No, it was at the (laughs) Dragons game. I was talking to a couple guys there. So that was fun. Um, But, yeah, so we start at 27. We're up to 24. So and we're not in the last place. And why? So, you know, we know this team isn't very good, and they're not going to be very good. But why have they moved up a little bit? What's what's positive? Let's start there, and then we can. We're winning some one-run games. Okay. Next Senzel this past week. Okay. Barrero, you got to you got to say Barrero too. If you say Senzel, Barrero too. Well, yeah, he's not hitting 180. He's hitting 220 something now instead of one. You know, he's 40 points better than he was last year, basically. You know, if Suarez would have hit that one year, he'd yeah. still be a red. Yeah, he might be. How about Henry Ramos? Yeah, he was great in spring, and he came finally. I guess he got healthy. Whatever they ended up having, having a need up there, brought him up, and he's tearing it up. Those are some names. They were seven and 15, and I did the. I looked at it. Percentage-wise, I'm like, well, if they play at this rate the rest of the year, they'll lose like 103 games. Mm. You know, then they win five in a row. So now it's like, oh, well, if they play at this rate, they'll win 72 or 73, which is better. You, and that's what you picked. And that's – You predicted. We, we were somewhere in that, yeah. And so – No, we – So we, which team – Who no, is – No, 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 not we. I was 66. Okay. I can look at yeah. the – I was 68. Not, let's see. I got it right. Did I make note of that here at the end of that? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Kim said 68, John 66, I said 74, and I'm getting choked up over this. <clears throat> Tom, Tom said 75. For the first time. <clears throat> so Je- what Jeff's I, usually Mr. Optimism. <clears throat> I took your place. Yeah, well, by one, but yeah, you did. So what is this team? Are they five wins in a row is this record right now what you think they'll be or do you think they'll end up worse <clears throat> well say something we can't see your head nodding <laughs> unfortunately or hear I think, your head unfortunately nodding. i think they will be worse worse than what you predicted no jeff's question you're was, sticking with this more like a 68 versus a 72 you're sticking with that oh yeah okay definitely all right still still there I'm hoping hoping i'm wrong too by the way but yes okay what do you think, Tom? Well, I mean, we just looked at the stats, and if their starting pitching comes around here, um, I think they can get that 75-74 wins. Okay. So going into the San Diego series this week, um, they are in Major League Baseball. They have a 4.92 ERA, which is 25th overall. Ugh. Starting pitching, which is supposed to be the strength, although – Three of the five were really only supposed to be the strength because we didn't expect much out of the four and five spot. Five not five point nine eight, which is twenty seventh, and then the bullpen, which was terrible to start, has cleaned it up a lot. 
and their uh, uh, relief pitching ERA is 3.55, which is 12th in Major League Baseball right now. So they're not the Orioles at 2.78, but they sure aren't the White Sox and the A's well over six. So there's three teams over six. The Giants are as well. So so that's come around, and that's helped. Pitching, we can we can look at that. I mean, yeah, Lodolo started great, struggled. Ashcraft's been the most steady, most consistent. You never know what you're going to get with Hunter Green. No, but he's been – he was good the other day. Yeah. Would you call him good or improved from what he's been? I mean, was it five innings, and how many pitches was it? 102? Yeah. That's – Well, everybody's only going five innings when you look. I mean, you, it seems like most of the time they're only going five innings or yeah, six they, is a lot nowadays. I suspect we look at the – Stronger teams, and we would see six to seven innings. You might be right, yeah. Um, well, let's see. He went five innings, 112 pitches. 112, so I was under by 10. And, and I, was mean, listening was, on the, I was listening on the radio, and Brantley was like, in the fourth, it looked like he was like, this is going to be his last inning. And Brantley's like, he looks – now he, these last three batters this inning, he looks as good as he's looked, like he's finally loosened up. Well, he had a problem with the mound, too. Yeah. In the second or third and inning. So then he came back out and pitched the fifth and was fine. And Yeah. So, well, you, you asked that question. You, you stated that, Kim. Um, innings pitched by starters. Innings pitched by starters. Uh, the Reds have 137 through 28 games. Um, the Pirates in one more game have 160. So their, their starters are going longer. I'd say they're – just scanning down at these numbers, I don't. I'm, I've got a printout here, so I can't sort it. But I'd say they're probably in the middle somewhere, probably a little lower than middle, but not not last in starters. So our, our starters are averaging four point nine. Yeah, is that yeah. what it is? Yep. So you wow. know that's that, that's not what you want, but that's also Luis Sessa and and you know those guys too it's not i'll i'll tell you this for sessa though sessa has given them he has given them more than well, I, I think you can expect cuz he's basically a reliever that's put in a fifth role and if you i said it i think i said it in a, our last broadcast if we get 5 innings from him and you're going to give up 3 runs that's pretty much what we can expect from sessa for the most part yeah yeah, for sure, for sure. And it's really is, it was Overton was bad, and yeah. he was the real bad one. And then, you know, Weaver, he's coming back, and so he's <clears> been <throat> able to give them innings, but so-so results. Right, right. When you look at those stats, though, I mean, middle to higher on, on, with relievers, middle of the road with with batting, you know, you, you raise those starters to have them have, – them have a lot more competitive starts you could have a team that wins in the 70 you know mid 70s right yeah you know green's era right now is 2.89 and we'll take that and ashcraft is 2.1 lodolo's shot up over six um but it's early season a couple more good starts and he's right back down in the you know under four maybe at this early season. And Stout came up and had a bad start. They sent him back. He was a spot start. They had to bring the guy up to, to get a start in for whatever reason. Um, and so that was that. was that. But So Ashcraft's averaging six innings a start. He's at 30 innings and five starts. Green's at 28 and six. And Lodolo is 
30.2 in six starts. So it's that 5-6. There, that's where they are. Um, Sess is averaging a little over four a start. And Overton didn't even average four innings a start. And Weaver has, to your point, he's over 11 and two-thirds in two, in two starts. So there's that. And then at some point we're going to see, you know, an Andrew Abbott or, or maybe Stout back uh, in this rotation at some point this summer. I, I, they're not going to just keep Sessa there all year. As soon as they feel like one of these other guys is ready, they're going to bring him up and put him back in the bullpen. What about Sims starting? Uh, I've never heard that discussed. Have you? Well, didn't he do some starting last year? I don't recall. If he did, it was just for spot. But Or two years I mean, ago. I think he's too valuable in the bullpen. Who's our big prospects down in Louisville right now? Um, pitching, starting pitching. Well, I think the best guy in the minor leagues right now that I'd like that we want to see at some point is is Andrew Abbott. That's that's who I think. Is he in AAA? Yeah, he's in Louisville, and he is. Let's see, I got his stats right here. He is. He's got a 1.74 in four starts. He's only pitching five innings a game, but that's all these guys do. That's why, man, bullpens. Th- this whole change has made bullpen. You got to be good. In the bullpen, don't you think? I mean, I mean, you always had to be, but it feels like it's even more important than it used to be because they don't let these guys pitch very long. Mm-hmm. Agreed. Whatever happened to Nolan Ryan, huh? <clears throat> well, yeah. I mean, I mean, we just used to have complete games and shutouts all the time in baseball. 100, 189 pitches on a no hitter or yeah. something like yeah. that. Yeah, yeah, crazy stuff. But they just they just don't do it anymore. You know, and who was it? I think I was listening to the radio the other day, like Brantley said, or one of those guys said, you know, when, when Green went out there and ended up pitching that fifth and getting up over 100 where, you know, Matt, they said Maddox used to say you don't really know what kind of pitcher you really are until you get to 100 pitches because hmm. then you're really stretched out and you really, you really learn more about yourself. So I think that's what he meant by that. So that's a, you know, that's the way the game's played. Now they've some things have changed in the game this year in offense, but it took rule changes to do that. They're not going to make any. There's no rule changes are going to change how long pitchers throw, unless we go to three balls and two strikes. So I'm interested. <laughs> have you guys read anything about like the impact of the new rules? Like, I'm assuming there's been a lot more stolen bases, but yeah, are, is is the offense up overall in Major League Baseball in 28, 29 games? Has anybody read anything? I saw that home runs were way up. Yeah, but that wouldn't Way. have anything to to do with the shift. No, right? no, <laughs> no. But they were just talking about is something different with the ball. Oh, really? Yeah, stolen bases are. That's up. our annual discussion. Mm-hmm. Yeah, stolen bases are up. The, I know stolen bases are up. The mm-hmm. Pirates have actually stolen more bases than than home. They have more steals than homers. Wow, that's cool. I mean, when that could not have happened last year. But wouldn't in, in wouldn't years. averages. And offense have to be up with no shift? Yeah, I don't know. I haven't seen a current. seems like somebody was uh, – seems like I read or heard early on, like a couple weeks in, batting average was up like four points. It wasn't – Wow. It wasn't way up. Really surprising. Well, 
you still got to make contact. And the strikeouts are still what they are, so I don't know. But theoretically, they were making contact last year, too. It just it was hit right at somebody, you know? Theoretically, yeah, yeah, you know. Um, I'll just do a quick search here, see if I find something. But what um, – offensively, who do you – who do you guys like on this team? <laughs> oh, the, the silence is deafening. Well, what what's everybody hitting right now? What's Indian Stevenson and well, Frail? Without knowing those stats, what do you you know? What are you thinking? Well, lately Sinzel's been in the news. I think he's around two sixty, but he was in the low two hundreds. Uh, I think right around the beginning of the Ranger series and. Our numbers are maybe a little bit skewed after this five-game winning streak, but uh, it seems like was it Friedel, Fraley? Those two seem to seem to produce. Yeah, Friedel. Jonathan well. India has been, Good. you know, get, gets on base and gets hits, but he's got no one behind him for the most part. Stevenson has been down, unfortunately. Isn't Friedel leading the, the team? Isn't he at like two ninety or something? He's at three hundred one. Three hundred one. Yep. Ramos is at 409. How many at bat, so? Right. All right, so here you go. Last year, or this year right now, the Major League wide batting average is 247. On base is 321. And uh, OPS is 726. Okay? That's, that's league wide right now. So remember those numbers 247, 321, 726. So if I go by click back here to the previous season and the final numbers of last season, batting average was 243. Four points. Four points. And OBP was 312. Um, OPS was 706. So OPS is definitely up. Mm-hmm. So slugging percentage is, down, is up too because last year was 395 and this year was a little over. Right now it's a little over 400, which could mean more doubles. Right. As well, more extra bases, not just homers. Right. So, you know, it's improved a little bit. Um, Wouldn't you have expected more than four points, though? I, I don't know. Have. I don't know. So, so when when how far back do you have to go before the shift? I would have guessed that at least a couple hits a game. We we'd have a couple more this year than we did last year because no shift. You would think. When did the shift get really in vogue? I have no idea. Let's go back 10 years. 2013, Major League wide batting average was 253. There's 10 years ago. It was 253 yeah. and right now. It's like, what did I say, 247? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Definitely more. It's early in the season. National League has, a, has war- a DH, too. Right. Things could warm up. People start hitting more. It could go. It could continue to go up. But so, it's. I mean, it's, it's early. Yeah. It's early for all this stuff. That's the thing about baseball numbers it's so early so who do you think um in terms of war wins above replacement based uh, i've got the fan graphs one here who do you think has the highest war so far for the reds that's actually positive yeah yeah they're 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 they're, we have guys with uh, that are over that that have positive war numbers they're not negatives Friedel? If he said 301, maybe Friedel. Uh, Joey Votto. I had it here. Where is it? 
I didn't there see a go. war in your in your. Oh, here stack. it is. I'm more interested in Woba. Well, I can give you that, too. Or Woba Plus. I can give you Woba. All right, Jonathan India is 0. 0.8 so far. TJ Friedel is 0. 0.8, 0. 0.8. Um, Nick Senzel is 0. 0.3. Stuart Fairchild is 0. 0.2. Um, Spencer Steer is right at 0. Fraley is 0. 0.1. Tyler Stevenson is a negative 0. 0.1. Ooh, yeah. Uh, he is he's batting 276. His on base is 360. His um, slugging is only 337 because he's he hasn't hit a home run. Mm. He's not he's not hitting for extra bases. Wow. And that's going to hurt those numbers. India's woba is 355, and his WRC plus is 115. So he's 15% above average in Major League Baseball. In weighted runs creative, which is an overall offense. Well, I know we've been through this before. It's just an overall offensive statistic, right? Put them all in the pot, stir them up. It's, an, it's a long equation that none of us will ever understand. <laughs> However, but we love saying WOBA. We love saying WOBA and WRC <laughs> plus. So WRC, so a hundred being a like average player. So one fifteen means he's fifteen points above. Now guys that are tearing it up are probably in the one sixties right now that are super hot, hitting a bunch of home runs and so forth. Friedel is 107. Senzel's 111. Henry Ramos is 172, but he's only played in six games. So, you know, he'll, that'll come down, obviously, because he's off to a hot start. So, Why are they replacing him? Huh? <laughs> he's got that however. Oh, well, I mean, he's he's playing right now quite a bit. So, I would say he's only played six games so far. So, it'll, it'll come down the more he plays. It's not going to stay that high unless he's the next Barry Bonds. And I don't think he is. That's who they are. So, John, you're actually somebody that gets to watch these guys quite a bit, as opposed to the rest of us. Well, I watch them in DC. I watch them some in the when I'm at the Dragons games. I'm able to watch a little bit. Yeah, yeah. But John definitely watches more. So, what is Barry and Chris Welsh and those guys? What's their overall? Ooh, Barry is. He's. I've heard him say it twice now. He is just telling Reds fans to. Be patient. He goes, we have lots of athletes coming up in good pitching mm. down in the farm system. Barry, uh, Barry is very, very positive, glowing about the future. Mm. And it, in, his, in the context that I've heard it as, maybe in the next two years. Uh, yeah, it's going to take a couple of years. It just doesn't happen overnight. Mm -hmm. We've never heard that before. Yeah. Well, it's true. But Barry would know. I mean, he he's like, we got some players. Yeah, they do. They do. They're, they do. So, one thing I heard, uh, so one, one thing gets talked about is all these shortstops, right? Yeah. Um, so, you got De La Cruz and McLean, and McLean's really hitting well at at um, Louisville. But when De La Cruz came back, they moved McLean to second. So, De La Cruz is playing short. Which means they think more. They think he's a better defensive player than McLean. Uh, I'm sure he's got more range. And then, but the guy, so McLean was a draft pick. They drafted McLean. De La Cruz was the guy they signed out of an international free agent signing. So they signed him. They did not trade for either of those guys. Now the guy's playing shortstop in Dayton right now. Edwin Arroyo was in the Castillo trade last year. And my sources tell me that 
they the Reds think that Arroyo is the best glove for shortstop in the future of those guys. And Barrero hasn't been great. Mm-mm. Right, John? You've seen. I mean, he's – His bat's coming around a little bit. His bat's coming around, but his glove is – he's just – he's been a little unsteady. Now, maybe he sorts that out and he's great, but he's been a little unsteady with the glove. But they think – but Arroyo hasn't really hit yet this year. He's had a couple games where he's looked good and hit the ball hard, but he's had some games this past week that he didn't do anything. I mean, if Barrera was hitting, you'd forgive the glove a little bit. You would. If you're you not would. hitting, then your glove's not good. Right, right. You know, he's 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 hitting better than he was last year, but that's not saying a lot because last year was pretty bad. So I think the, the question is, where do these guys play? I mean, I see – and then Christian Encarnacion Strand is tearing it up too. He could come up and play first, right? Didn't they have McLean playing third too? They could, yeah. I know you said second, but I thought I thought they had put him at third as well. And well, the idea is to give the the um, flexibility to have these guys play multiple right, positions, right. which we've seen with Sinzel right. and Barrero. But I think uh, De La Cruz and McLean have both been alternating between shortstop and third base lately. Well, I'd have to look at the numbers, but somebody told me that De La Cruz was basically – McLean has mostly moved to second base since De La Cruz came back from injury is what okay. I heard. Now, I, that, I'd have to look it up. It's that football thing of drafting athletes that yeah. you can move plug them in, around. Plug in, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah because Barrero plays center field too. Right, <clears throat> right. And, and could one of these guys be in the outfield? Yeah, so – and then the the Marte kid is another one they got who's who's a who's that kind of a player too. So I don't know what they're going to do. I don't. They're not going to bring them all up at once. I don't think you'll see Marte this year. Uh, you know they're not going to put them all in the league this year because then they all come up for contract at the same time. I mean, let's face it. It's a business. That's part of the business decision. Uh, they'll spread. It, they'll try to spread them out a little bit. You know. I hope they don't play too many games like they did with Senzel, but um, we'll see what they do. But there's see, that. I, see, Jeff, I don't think they played games with Senzel. I remember you talking about that. I remember you were disappointed. But to me, they they waited, what, two weeks for Senzel. That's, that is generally, by and large, that is not going to ruin a career. No, it doesn't. It, it's so that's why I just say I don't think they really played I, games with. Him. I don't. I think. I think it's a. I think they played mental games with him. I think it's a. I. I don't. Hey, these guys. I'm not. You know, to some to some degree, you're dealing with professional athletes with big egos, and how you handle that. I'm not. You know, I. I would hope that they. He wouldn't hold that against them. But I just, I, I just, I, I just, I don't know. I, you know, how, well, we well, talked you, about it. You mentioned that years ago. Um, <clears throat> he doesn't seem to. He does. I don't know these guys, but he yeah. doesn't seem to be one with a big ego. He seems, especially him. He's hungry. He wants to stay healthy, and mm-hmm. he wants to mm-hmm. produce. Mm-hmm. He's got a lot to prove. Yeah. So I, I just. I, I just don't believe – I think he we'd see the same Sinzel if he'd have come up earlier way back when. I don't think it would have made any bit of difference well, for the most part. Yeah. None. Well. I could be wrong. But he got hurt down there too, so, you know. That's he's been the, hurt everywhere. Well, I know, I know, but that was like the beginning of it, so we'll see. Anyway, we can move on from that, but 
um, yeah, these guys can't the a couple or three of these guys are gonna be really good, and I think they need that. So let me ask this question because um, I, I was thinking about this today, and when we look at what they have, you know you need to be good. That three four spot in the lineup's got to be really good. Mm-hmm. If you wanna if you wanna contend and win anything, you gotta have, be good. You gotta at, have a stud. You gotta be good at three and four. I don't see any I don't see anybody on this roster right now that can be a stud three four. That's a good point. I see I see Stevenson's a five or six hitter, I think. I don't think he's ever a three or four stud. Does anybody dis do you got what do you guys think of that? Doesn't seem to be. Don't disagree one bit. Okay. Now last well, one we had was Castellanos, right? The big Three stud. I think he, yeah. That year, I, he, he hasn't been that every year of his career, but he was for yeah. that year. He was for that Before year. Before that, it was Votto in his Votto good years. Votto was that for so long. Yes. So, and and if you just look around baseball, the good teams have. 100%. You got a good leadoff guy. You got that 3-4 guy. And then you, the other guys are good. So, you know, I think what has to happen Obviously, if they're ever going to be good again, is some of these guys that are coming up have got to turn into those three, four studs. Because how much do three, four, how, how much do the three and four place hitter studs cost on the free agent market? Yeah, you're, you're saying you don't think the Reds will ever buy one. <laughs> I don't think. Do you think they will? Not with this ownership. They're not going to go. Not with this ownership. They're not going to go out and and buy a three or a three or four place. They're not going to go out and get Bryce Harper, or. A, a, or a Joey Votto in his prime, are they? Where are they going to go to get one? No, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Well, they don't. You know, they're not. They're not super plentiful to begin with. So I think Schwarber should come back home. Is he from Middletown? Did yeah. I yep. hear that once or twice? I, uh, I got to be Kyle Schwarber. Yeah, he bats him. like two hundred, but he'll hit forty home runs. Yeah, I know. I know. He's he's he is a modern baseball player. He'll be our Adam Dunn. <laughs> if he gets on base as much as Adam Dunn did, I'd be Strikes all right. Strikes out as much as he does. Yeah. So I think that's just some thoughts I had. It's like these guys, you know, Adela Cruz and Encarnacio Strand, whoever, any of these guys have got to be those three, four studs. Because India's good on the leadoff. I think it's mm-hmm. just, you're solid there. Stevenson could be solid backing those guys up. Um, I like what I think Friedel is for real, um, as far as a good everyday player. Is he a young guy? Yeah, he's 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 younger. He's probably twenty five or twenty six, but twenty seven. Twenty seven. So he, you know, I think he's. I think there's a few good seasons in him, um, but I hope that they don't. I hope that they don't wait too long, and also. Don't think too hard or overthink. Like we got Spencer Steer at third. Where we who who can we, how can we move him off of there? I mean, come on, you know, because I could see him doing that. Would here's a question. I mean, if they can, since we're worried about Senzel's, you know, ability to stay healthy, is him playing third base a lot better for? Staying injury free than putting him in the outfield. Hmm. No, maybe. I mean, I, mean, I, th- I could see he's just—he's never played infield, and he was a third baseman. Yeah. I mean, he—he's—he know he he 
spot starts every now and then at third or comes in to play third during the middle of a game or something, but he never does spends seem like, any significant time there. It does he, seem like there's a lot more opportunity to get hurt in the outfield than between the wall and diving for balls. and Right. Yeah, he went down sprints. And, he went down and caught one the other day to the ground, and he popped right up and ran off because I, I held my breath. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Same here. <laughs> so, but that's – I don't know. I, I just see that because – I'm like, you know, as we've talked before, get get the get a good solid young core and then fill in with some guys and it's gonna have to be filling in with the seven hole hitter, the 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 two hole hitter maybe because they're not gonna they're not if they if they sign a guy to be the three or four guy, guess what? At their at their budget, he's not gonna be good enough, in my opinion, for this team to be really good. Boy, that's asking a lot to have a playoff team three-hole hitter come up from the minors, though. Well, yeah, it is. Well, not this year. It's not going to happen. But, like, let's say in two years, could one of these guys be that guy? It's possible. It remains to be seen, We could have a rookie of the year again. Again. (laughs) That'd make us happy. (laughs) I don't. I don't know. With this ownership, I just don't know. I know. I, it's, we're it, grooming these players for other teams. Whether the well, trade you talk about, Friedel, eventually we are. When you're yes. talking about Friedel, I'm sitting here thinking, oh my gosh, when it comes time to uh, to to uh, you know sales at the trade deadline, what's the expression we use when the fire sale? Fire sale. Are we going to give up Friedel? I don't know. I don't. But, but that's my, my yeah. point. This ownership, we just don't know what they're going to do. Well, they don't have anybody. I mean, those types of trades typically are guys that are making more money or you're going to have to really pay them more a lot a lot more soon. And Friedel's not one of those kind of guys. I don't, who do they have that – I don't think they really have anybody right now that they don't have much control over that – you know, well, I mean, when Vado's salary goes away, they could apply his salary well, towards his a big salary gun. goes next away next year. year, right? Mustakas's goes away next year, and Griffey's goes away next year. I didn't know Griffey's did. I heard that. I was listening to WLW, no, and they were for said that us old timer Red fans. That would be Griffey Junior. Junior, yes, okay. yes, 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 yeah, yeah. Senior is not making money, but yeah. So those that goes away. So, what does that mean? Does that mean? I don't know. Maybe they. I just. I don't know. I just Does it don't, mean more profit for for it, the owners? Mean, I have to ask. It, that. it will mean that. Yeah. Or does it mean we're going to go out and spend some money? What's Fodor getting paid? Twenty million. No, it's like twenty four, twenty five. Okay, take all of that and let's get a big three hole hitter. Yeah. Well. And Mustakis, nice. that's a big chunk, right yeah, there. Yeah, he's making it. You get a, a couple of hitters. Too. Yeah, you could. We, or and, or and, a pitcher. And Jeff, you pointed out relievers. You don't pay a lot of money. Get some relievers. Yeah. Spend a little bit to get better relievers. Yeah. I Keep think in these games. I think after those come off, they're gonna probably do some of that. But like we we just don't know to what point. What I think they're gonna look. They're gonna. I think they are. <laughs> I think this. I think they are perfectly. Castellini is perfectly willing to wait a couple years before he spends money. To try to fill it in and make it win, he well, wants. He's, 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 he's waiting. They're, they're gonna, they're gonna bide their time as long as they can, 
to see what this youth movement brings them and, and how good is that in. how good is that youth and we don't, and, and, when, when, and when do we fill in do we fill in next year do we fill in the year after do we wait do we are we we got to really see a couple guys like do we need a three-hole hitter do we need a four-hole yeah, hitter do we just need a seven uh, that's that's what i think yeah. they're going to do they i think it's a couple years that means he's okay with 7500 people coming yeah, to a baseball game he is he is and that's what's gonna, exactly you're absolutely right yeah oak the a's have like 6000 well, they're moving to las vegas <laughs> so yeah. yeah we complain about those low numbers at great american but they're worse yeah did we talk about the uh, tweet that kirk herb street put out and he tagged at MLB. I don't just remember. yeah, something. What did he tweet? Something along the lines of of, of the <clears throat> the Reds' record in April. Oh, I, that's over right. Over the past several years, they're way below everyone else. Oh yeah. And and you know, those of us who are old enough remember when Bowie Coon and we've talked about this rescinded divide a blue trade in the best interest of baseball well with free agency that doesn't happen anymore but at the same time i would hope the commissioner or his office would have discussions with these teams that are perennially horrible especially with a franchise like cincinnati who was the first franchise guys get competitive pretend you want to win it's such a good baseball city i mean jeff and i were there on opening day packed house Mm -hmm. you know Everybody's out for the parades. It's still, it's still a baseball town, even more than a football town. But then it goes down to 7,500 people when you don't win games. Well, the great thing about going in a game in the summertime is you get great seats. Yeah. You know, you get great seats. Yeah, you can get whatever you want. Well, do the Cardinals still have a lot of fans in the stands right now? That's a good question. I don't know. I would think so. Yeah, Probably. I would too. I mean, this is the first time they've been bad. They're not going to. They're not going to, like, quit going just like that because of one month. And it's month. early. And it's, it's They're early. not going to stay bad. Are no. they going to stay bad? It's yes, they uh, are. We you hope think? so. Yeah. Are the, are the Pirates going to stay good? Yeah. So, I have to t- – so, yeah, you didn't want me to talk about the Pirates because I told you before the show I was going to do this. So, I, I texted our friend Chris Cross, who's a big Pirates fan. This is not the, the rapper. No. <laughs> Or the singer. Or the singer. Or, or the uh, singer with the flamingo on his album cover. <laughs> the pink Is this flamingo. the Chris Cross who has the flamingo in his front yard? No, I, no he might. <laughs> he could, though. I said, I said, we're doing a podcast tonight. What can I say is your take on why the Bucks are so good right now? He goes, we've had the good fortune of some really good starting pitching. I think the team culture is really good. It cannot be understated, under, understated the value of bringing McCutcheon back. Uh, the contract for Reynolds adds to the positive culture because they gave Reynolds an extension. Mm-hmm. McCutcheon's and, and, having as good a year as he's had in nine years. Yeah, he's he's playing well. So, of course, the funny thing was, so I went to opening day with, with, with Chris and his one of his sons, his oldest son, and he told me, he says, we're going down there, and he's like, I never, I hardly ever see the Pirates win. <laughs> I said, really? He says, yeah, and I don't, he just, probably making this number up off the top of his head, but I don't know exactly. But he says, yeah, they're like 3-44 and 44 when I go see them play. <laughs> <laughs> now they're 4-44. and 44. So they won that day, you know. And I said, we're driving back because I rode down with them. I said, you know what this means, don't you? He goes, well, he says, every time you go to a Pirates game, you have to take me. <laughs> <laughs> so, and I said, 
And then I also said, well, the key, of course, is that you're not going to too many games. And he, he you know, he LOL'd that back at me. But, um, you know, and then and their best, supposedly best player, O'Neal Cruz, you know, the big hot shot store stop. He's, yeah. right? he's out for four Which months. Which is hard to believe. He's out for – yeah, they might that have – That guy's a stud, man. <sighs> yeah. Wow, opening day, he hit the ball hard every reminds time. Reminds me of De La Cruz with the, the size – Tall yeah. guys, and you think, okay, are they going to be able to play that position? There, well, yeah, they can. Yeah. Well, I sat next to, you know, speaking of De La Cruz, I mean, I was sitting in the Dragons box one night. Eric Davis is in there all week, and he's like, we were talking at one point, and he talking about De La Cruz, and he was like, superstar. Hmm. I mean, he he loves the kid. Everybody loves this kid. I I he's as he's as can't he's the best minor league player I've ever seen. And so Is this Eric's words? No me. That's me too. And I mean and I haven't seen You're just saying that I mean you're just saying that because Eric's saying it. No I no, bet, no 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 bet, no 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 Tom, he is the best Tom, minor league player I've ever Davis seen. I bet Eric Davis is doing a podcast and like Jeff, he's name dropping Jeff Gilbert. Yes, he Jeff is. Gilbert yes, yes. He is. I'm just trying to add a little credibility the to my, to my the statement. The main stay with the dragons. And oh, by I'm the way, just trying the to voice add a of the Buckeyes or the, the print of the Buckeyes yeah, now. Yeah, yeah. Just trying to add a so, little credibility. Speaking of Eric Davis, so I was at a spring training game. He came up, signed my son's hat, and he had all these girls around him. He's like flirting with all these girls. Tell What's Eric Davis really, really like? What was he like? Um, he just kind of a quiet sitting up there you know and enjoys the game um he didn't have the ladies up there with no him? no 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 so he's sitting up there watching the game and you know people like to talk to him and so forth and he'll 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 talk and he'll talk about the game and he and he he doesn't um he's not it's it's not quite now joe morgan was in there that one night and he's like nothing he didn't want to hear about any of these new statistics you know analytics uh, just he just didn't want to hear much about that. Who Joe? Joe. But Eric, yeah, he he, he obviously pays more attention to it. Different era. Uh, he's working for the Reds. Um, and it was funny one night because one guy, and I, I won't mention his name. He's in there, and he used the word talking about a player. And he said potential, his potential. And Eric's like, what is that? What does that mean? What does that even mean? Potential. It's, it's, it doesn't mean anything, you know. So. He just kind of went off on that, like, you know, these guys are young, all right? They're they're going to make mistakes. They're not going to be – they're not all going to um, progress, advance at the same rate. They're all going to get there in a different way. Some guys are going to get there quicker than others, and we'll find out what they are. But to talk about potential just to him meant nothing. But what, what are they going to do, and what and, and 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 let's give them time and let's see what they do, and that's who they are, not what we think they are. Okay, we just finished with the NFL draft. Potential, potential, are first rounders. Yeah, that's potential. Really, not potential are seventh rounders. Right, that's potential. Right, you I have would the say probability just, to to excel. Right, I would say it just the opposite. I and mean, he's playing a little bit. <laughs> And Eric was playing a little bit of a semantic argument there. I, I figured that. You know, yeah. he's and he's having a little bit of fun with the guy. But his point was, all these guys theoretically have a chance. Yes, we think some guys have more chances than others. Mm-hmm. 
but let's not let's not um, maybe lay too much pressure because you're supposed to be this because that's your potential. We don't really know. I mean, I mean, T.J. Friedel didn't seem like a guy that would ever contribute to the Reds for any length of time when I saw him there. Hey, he could play the outfield, but he didn't seem like much with the bat. And a month into the season, he's he's one of their two best players. Now, well, that I don't know that he'll have. You know, what's his consistency, staying power with that? I have no idea. But his potential is that he could, right? But. We have to just wait and see. <clears throat> These guys that look at talent all the time, though, when you're looking at single-A players, even low-A, you can easily spot the guys that have athletic prowess, mm-hmm. guys that clearly have the five tools. Mm-hmm. And If you want to call that potential, fine, but that's just skill. Yeah. And get them to double-A as fast as you can to see how they stack up. You know, yeah, you have maturity and stuff, but you can't call you know, why would you call that potential? Right. You know, it's maturing. That's right, it's a natural maturing. progression yeah. towards your uh and I think know, yeah realizing th- your full athletic uh abilities. Right. Well, it's a in this era of sports and a lot of stuff we have an impatience, right? I mean, for everything. It's like we we want this guy to come up and be good, really good right now and you know, they're I, as I always like to say when these with these young pitchers, um, in my lifetime that I can remember, there was Fernando and there was Doc Gooden. Who who else has come up and just set the league on fire besides those two guys? Ron Guidry. Okay, first year as a rookie. I'm talking rookie year, man. How many pitchers? If it was not his rookie year, it was one of his first years because Louisiana Lightning came out of nowhere. Yeah, yeah. What about some of those Jet or Jet Mets pitchers? Yeah, good, but well, not good. And no, no, I'm talking about recently. Syndergaard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, don't, I don't know how good they were as rookies. I don't either. But, but my it's, point, it's so rare to have. It is rare, that. and so we think Hunter Green is supposed to be that, and he's not. And like, you know, Hunter Green's 23. But in baseball years, he's 21. Yeah, I mean, you don't see seasons. you don't. I mean, you don't see a rookie start, especially pitchers. You don't see a rookie pitcher in the major leagues right away. I mean, Doc Good wasn't he 19 when he started? Something like that. Yeah. I mean, he was a total Rob, freak. Of Robin nature. Yount was 19 playing for the Brewers. Yeah. You know, there, there's so well, few Junior of those started guys. as a 19 or 20 year old too. So yeah, there's so there. It's rare. It's like a guy is 23, and he's that's well, young in baseball. It's so, old yeah. in football, this is Hunter but it's Green's, young in baseball. It's Hunter Green's second year. Yeah. And is he Castillo, our- okay? In recent memory, guys have come up. He came right from double A. Remember that? Because we were – all we have was minor league players for a few years there. Got him from the Marlins. Yeah, and and the second year, Castillo started playing really yeah, – throwing really well. Yeah, yeah. So that's the best starting pitcher we've had been brought up in – a while for the Reds. And Cueto before him. Yeah, Cueto, mm-hmm. Cueto yeah. before him. Yeah, they both. And Cueto was a Red. I don't I remember if they signed him out of whatever, but he pitched in Dayton, so he was with the Reds from an early age. So that's, It seems like the second year is when you can really tell. Yeah. And Hunter, despite what we perceive as struggles, overall. Yeah, he's got a great ERA. He's got a good ERA. Yeah. He's got some good yeah. stuff going for him. So. Yeah. 
you know, we it's gonna. I saw the the last start he had in Oakland. You know, he, I, I, you know, I watched the game. He started having problems with the mound, and they came out and delayed the game for probably a good ten, twelve minutes, mm-hmm. working on the mound, and he still was having problems with it, even the next inning. That makes but sense. But he he ground he 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 was grinding. Yeah. And he still had a fairly good inning. Mm-hmm. Um, and who knows if he didn't have that stuff that he was because the announcers I forget who was announcing that that game on TV was that you know he's got to get it out of his head mm-hmm. and just pitch you know you just got over I think I think it was the cowboy and he's just saying you got to get that out of your head and just do your thing yeah and um, well and, and he ended up with a fairly good game but his mental mm-hmm. it, with for Hunter anyway he, he got it done yeah. the dolo kind of a different story um, Sunday yeah we'll see I mean I th- I'm he not, got hit hard, and he was he uh, was trying to throw that that that, uh, that curveball and that slider. That slider, it's a back foot slider, you're right? He quit working the outside corner on the guys, and you can't do that. No. And um, you have to keep working that outside corner, even though one you know one guy hit it out of the park because of that. Well, you know you're going to give up a home run now and then. Yeah, and the Dolo clearly had a different. He was rattled, and he he was afraid to go back out there, and um, but uh, you know that's the difference in these young kids is developing their their mental toughness yeah. out there, and no matter what happens, I agree, and and, and becoming so is that their potential, right? And learning to become a grind, learning how to grind. Okay, we're rolling again. So we're, what were you talking about? You were talking when that thing went out, weren't you? Why don't you go? Fi- oh. <laughs> I remember it's John. I usually don't listen. You don't listen. Tom doesn't read his texts, and I don't listen to him. <laughs> I'm saying if Junior's coming off the Reds payroll, they ought to put Hel- <laughs> Helmick back on. I don't even remember where we were. That guy. Oh well, our battery, our batteries died. We're gonna have a, an odd break here because our batteries went out into the unit that records it, and I had to put the batteries in. Now, now because we're old fans, we don't remember what we were talking about. <laughs> the Reds. The Reds. <laughs> we were talking about potential. <laughs> the Reds and potential and um, um, I don't remember what else. Do you, well, off air, John was talking about Luke Weaver, so that's okay, something so we yeah. got that. We, Luke Weaver's pitching tonight. We, Strike, we, we think Luke out Weaver, 16. Maybe Luke Weaver stopped giving up some early runs. Yeah. Get settled in now, getting his getting getting his uh, feet on the ground a little bit. Maybe he'll be, maybe he'll be solid. Yeah, he's given up a lot of home runs. Five home runs in in uh, twelve innings. Um, but his ERA is like seven point seven. Yeah. Mm. But he struck out sixteen and only walked four. Yeah, yeah. So keep the ball in the park. Well, he's going to pitching he's in going San to Diego, Petco, so that should that should help keep the ball in the park. Yep. Yeah, that's that's a good point. Going, so going against Snell. Oh, Ooh. really? Who yeah. who is zero and four? Yeah, with a five point four eight ERA. So oh. truth be known, been... he's looking forward to facing the Reds. Yes, right. he is. He is. He's so. given up five home runs too. So twenty six Ks and eighteen walks. Yeah, but he's given up five home runs and at least four starts. Weaver was two, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. 
Padres are 15 and 14 going into tonight. So, yeah, you know they've been they always are underachieving. They underachieve. Yeah, disappointing mm-hmm. was what I was. Gonna They're say. loaded. Yeah. They've spent so much money. Yeah, on yeah. That. see what yeah. that gets them. Mm-hmm. I mean, you can, it's the thing. You can Man. spend all that. And Tatis Jr., Machado, Soto, Bogarts. Oh yeah. Man. Yeah. And look at the Pirates. They're twenty and nine and what do they got? They brought back their f- former superstar. <laughs> well, the Rays don't have anybody. I don't I don't even know if I know anybody on the Rays right. in the Rays lineup. Always. Yeah. Well, yeah, you don't really ever watch them. And they don't have a judge or a Machado or you know, they don't have that or trout. They don't have that they never have that guy. So, but they got a bunch of good players, you that's, know. That's why we were keeping Votto around. So, you know, did I, did I share this with you guys? I, I heard this. In the last several years, the Rays minor league franchises have won like 400 more games combined than any other franchise's minor league. Mm. Wow. Over the last number of several years. I mean, they are low. They low. They they have the best. They're they're known to have the best scouting department in the in the in the game. They that's where they put their money. Well, it works. They put their money into scouting and winning at the minor league level. And and I think there's something to be said for winning and winning learning to win. Um, the Reds have never emphasized winning at the minor leagues. It's all about development. Well, what are you developing? As we can see, they haven't developed a whole lot. Developing potential. Because you want. <laughs> <laughs> we got, we're loaded with potential. Do you think you can get Eric to join us on a podcast? Yeah, that'd be fun, wouldn't it? You say, we'll try. What were you saying about potential? Oh, nothing. Nothing, Mr. Davis. Nothing. <laughs> <laughs> Trust me, he's not listening to this. Yeah. <laughs> Unless I tag him on uh, social media or something. Then he'll, but we talked. It was so long I'm sure before he's going to say Jeff. Who? Um, yeah, he will. Uh-huh. Yeah. Oh, he remembers me. He probably doesn't know my. He's like, hey man, how you doing? You know, but he, I'm sure he doesn't know my name. So hard to believe. Hard to believe. I know. I know. I know. I'm a legend in my own mind. That's about it. Not even there. <laughs> uh, so, anyhow, the Reds have never really emphasize that i mean there is something to be competitiveness and challenging your you know getting up for your teammates and uh who's the when the reds were in the playoffs uh back in the early days for jerry Votto, who was our left fielder that was kind of a uh tyrannosaurus rex (laughs) what that's how long it's been (laughs) (laughs) i'm like what are you talking about (laughs) T Rex and left. T Rex and left. He couldn't couldn't catch anything. His arms are too short. Yeah. <laughs> Alligator arms. We made the playoffs though. He had a short swing. Boy, this, this has gone off the rails. <laughs> Pterodactyl, the wingspan. Yeah. There's a, <laughs> <laughs> Make a good shortstop. Who would you be? When, your all dinosaur team. <laughs> when the right. batteries went out, we should have just stopped. Yes. <laughs> That's it. Show's canceled. <laughs> we're slumping like the Reds. We're, we're kind of. Oh. Uh, but seriously, when what did you ask? when? I can't remember the guy's name. He played left field for us when we were good. He had a bunch of tattoos. 
He's a really competitive fire-up guy. Duvall. No. Heisey. No, this is before that. He said when, he said when they Mitchell. made the playoffs. No, way after that. That's all right. I, I agree with you, though. Jay Competitiveness Bruce. makes a difference. I think so. The Dragons have never won that league in 23 years. Wow. 22 wow. years. Hmm. 23 years. Yeah, whatever. They've missed a year. So they've never won it. The Reds, the last time a Reds team won a minor league title has been ages, I think. And they even go halves. So yeah. they haven't even won a half of a year? No. No. Dayton blew it a couple of years ago. Yeah. Remember they had that big lead. Yeah, they did. And they well, the Reds will move guys up. It's like one year uh, when Justin they had a bunch they had a really good team and then they just started shipping everybody nor everybody to double A or to well, high A at that time because it was when they were still low Daytona. A. And it's like late in the year, um guy was telling me this the other one of the night there Justin Turner was like the last good player they had. And somebody in in Daytona got hurt. Six days to go in the season. That that team wasn't going anywhere. Dayton had a chance, and they just moved him up. Mm. So, I don't know. I think the way the the talent is a little more stacked throughout the organization now, and how quickly they might move guys up to the majors. I think I think there's a chance that teams are going to stay a little more together this year. And maybe that'll help. Well, I can understand why you wouldn't try and win in AAA because you got to supply the yeah. That's a little the different. major league team, but those other levels, yeah, yeah. But they don't, you know, they last year they were had a chance to win the first half and then they lost a couple guys and they didn't. They felt they they got in a, a slump and then they were bad for a lot of the second half and then they finished really well. And then this year they brought like tw- started the season twenty of the guys on that team. Have, had played there in the past. Um, so there's a lot of experience at that level. And, you know, they're off to kind of a bad start, but there's a couple guys that are prospects supposed to be, but they're they're young. They're high school draft picks, and they're struggling right now. Whereas the 24-year-old guy, Blake Dunn, who played at Western Michigan, is tearing it up. He was just player of the week, you know, and is he going to be – a guy to move up soon. I I hear no. The bats are in Dayton. They're not in Chattanooga right now for him. So he's going to stay here. So how many years was he in college? I don't know if he played four years or not. Well, you have to be. You you have to be three. But you got the COVID thing going on. So this is his second year in the organization, at least. So yeah, I would think he would be above. Double yeah, twenty four years old to be in Yeah, that's Well, I don't know. I mean, when's his birthday? Is he older than most guys in his class? I, I don't I don't you know how that goes sometimes. He could have went to college five years for sure. Yeah, I mean I I don't really know, but he's he's an interesting guy. Um he's not like a guy on a prospect list, but he's hitting like three seventy and he's hitting like he's he's hit like six homers, he's leads off, he's the fastest guy on the team, he plays good defense. Um he hit home runs the last two games of the series this week. Um, he's a great athlete. He was a four. He he went to a small high school in Michigan, and he and he lettered in four sports for four years. <clears throat> you know, he was a three-time hurdle champion in the state. He was a quarterback, and he's like the leading scorer in the history of the state. Wow. He he scored fifteen hundred points in basketball. Had a fifty-one point game. He had like more, he had better like numbers and accolades in those sports than he did in baseball 
but they knew his dad was his football coach. But he knew that baseball was, because he's not real big, he's not big enough to play D1 football or probably fast fast enough probably, but not big enough. Or basketball. Or basketball because he's not six foot if he is. No, then. And so baseball is the place to go. And so he's possibly a bit of a late bloomer because he did not, he played four sports. Right. You know, and so now he's dedicated to baseball and he's really blossoming. And so. Realizing his potential. Realizing. (laughs) This is potentially the longest podcast we've ever done. (laughs) Yeah. And potential will certainly be in the name of this podcast. Yes. Oh, I can see the creative juices flowing from Mr. Gilbert. We'll work on that title. Potentially a good podcast. Can you make it potential? Yes, it's the uh, put, yeah the uh, we'll we'll come up with something. I know you will, Jeff. We'll, we'll work on it. We'll work on it. So anyway, so you guys looking forward to the next month and be interesting to see what happens, or do you just like? I think this will really show the next month, next thirty games. Got about thirty games now. Next thirty games, we'll see if this is going to be a sixty-win season or. Well, who do 75. we have coming up? Well, look at that. Well, the schedule's been pretty tough we, until they played Oakland. We come back home and we play the White Sox. Oh, they're bad. They are horrible. <laughs> then, the Met, then the Mets come but, to but, town. Wait, wait, wait. But there's four guys with a podcast in Chicago saying, and we go to Cincinnati. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> okay, let's keep it in perspective. Yes. <laughs> then we have the Mets. Oh, well, the Marlins are 16 and 13. Let's keep yeah. Verlander and Scherzer out still. Well, we got the Rockies. Well, Scherzer will be off his uh, suspension by then. We'll, we'll so who are we after San Diego? The, the White Sox come the to town. Oh, so we're only three games in San Diego and home? Yeah. 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 I thought it was a long one. No, three against, the, do them that three against the Sox, four, three against the Mets, and then we go down to three with the Marlins, and we go to three with the Rocks. The Rockies aren't very good either. Then the Yankees come into town. Yeah. That'd be fun to go to. Yep. Then the Cardinals. They'll have more than 7,500 people at the Yankees game. Man, I tell you what, speaking of the Yankees, the the drag, speaking of the Yankees, because of how far Judge and like Stanton hit home runs, the Dragons have a first baseman named Ruben Ibarra. He's 6'4, 290. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. Is he our edge rusher? <laughs> yeah. Well, he's our nose he's like a nose tackle. Um, but he so you guys have been there. He hit one out to left the other night. High and deep, hit it clear out of the stadium. I don't know if he hit that building across the street on the fly or not. <laughs> well, we haven't seen that, but we seen him out of the stadium when we went and saw Lorenzen's rehab star. Di Sclafani. Di Sclafani. And we saw multiple ones. Yeah. But this thing, uh, the the track man, you know, based on velocity and trajectory, it estimates the distance. It had it at almost 440 feet. Ooh. 116 miles an hour off the bat it was launched can the guy hit or is he uh yeah he's i think he's he's got potential (laughs) now i mean he's he's a guy they think could be could be good i mean he's a first baseman you know he actually he's not playing anywhere else we're gonna have an opening he he tripled to left field 
which was an amazing thing because only because the ball like kicked and bounced off the guy's glove and went this way but he went flying into third man he was just if he'd had to go to home i don't think he'd have made it but he he had he got into third on that i'm sure the third baseman wasn't in his way no because he he, i mean he's like he big got air going down for that slide he hit that ground you could feel the ground shake when he hit the ground (laughs) how now you say 440 foot and we all sit there and go wow the longest home run recorded you remember no what is it Mickey Mantle, if memory really? serves correct, 565. Right. Uh, I was going to say 536. It was over 500. Whatever, you can look but it up. But how accurate do you think, John's got it, how accurate do you think that was back then in oh, Mickey Mantle's day? hard days? to say. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I can't imagine Mickey Mantle was stronger than the guys that play today. You know, to be able to hit one that far? John, what do you got? I've got... Where'd it go here? <laughs> uh, Someone else with better potential, look it up. <laughs> oh, Reggie Jackson. No. Uh, I mean, that one he hit in the All Star game, how far would it yeah, have gone the, if they'd the had old Detroit track man would have been? 539. Let me see here. Those are the longest home runs ever? No, hold on. But it's, I mean, I felt like that went farther than that because if that ball goes to center, it clears the batter's eye easy. That's that was that was launched. Hmm. I mean, I I just couldn't believe. I mean, it was like as soon as you saw it leave the bat. I mean, the moment it left the bat, you knew it was gone. One of those. Okay, guys, p- apologize. Five hundred sixty. Two years to the day after his MLB debut on April seventeen fifty three, future Hall of Famer Mickey Mantle hit one of the furthest recorded home runs in history. It was one. that day when the term tape measure home run was born, as one of the game's best power hitters hit a colossal five hundred and sixty five foot shot out of Griffith Stadium. Potential realized with that memory here. That's amazing. I, I know, and I don't know how accurate it is, but five hundred and sixty five feet. And because I and I and all right, so I spent many years in New York, so that's probably why I remember this. They talk about it. Phil Rizzuto would talk everything about Yankees every night, and some guy hit one. It was probably they recorded it at 535, 540 foot, and he said, "Of course, they're not going to let Mickey Mantle's record be broken." So that's probably why I remember the 565. But I just think going back, my point was when you said, "All right, this guy Ibarra hit a 440 foot home run," I was like, "Wow." It's rare today, for at least for me, to hear or see anyone hit a 500-foot home run. I can't run. even remember in the and home this, run derby anybody hitting 500. Well, who well, was it? Who was it? Um, our, our guy that we signed in the Rule 5 draft, and, and we only had him for half a year, and we shipped him off to Texas. Great story. Oh, Hamilton. Hamilton. Oh, Billy Hamilton? No. No. Josh. Josh <laughs> no, Hamilton. don't do that. Josh the, Hamilton. The uh, – all-star game at yankee stadium and the home run derby chris berman thought he hit one out of the park because berman said did i just see what i thought i saw or did that just happen and he thought in the right field there was that white portion wall and he thought it went over that Mm. but it didn't but 565 foot wow I, i like i like this term they use colossal I question sometimes when I, they they'll tell me on the track man that that went 380 feet or 405 feet. I'm like, I see that number and that number, and I see where that landed, and I don't. I think it went farther than you're telling me it went. Okay, it's land. You know, 
I, I just, I don't know. I question how accurate that is, too. But, you know, it's computerized, so it's probably pretty accurate. Well, listen, guys, even in, when the Reds are terrible, we still enjoy baseball. Yeah, I All think. All the stats, that's the fun of baseball, right? Yeah. <clears throat> and I think there's nights I watch this team, and they're fun to watch. There's some guys, It's there's some fun stuff to watch. It's not, it's, it's better than last year. Guys, guys, this, <laughs> let me, hold on, let me get. I got another. I okay, got, I got one Mickey more Mantle, 565 feet, April 17, 1953. Reggie Jackson, 539. Was that the All-Star game? Nope, nope. On July 13, 71. I can believe well, he Hold on. Tom, now, you know how sometimes it's hard to scroll. Pops, who was Pops? Willie Stargell. 535 feet, May 20, 1978. Wow. And Adam Dunn. Here we go. Adam Dunn. No way. 535 foot, August 10. Great American? 2004, L.A. Dodgers at Cincinnati. At Great American, not the yeah, – because right. he played in Riverfront, I think, too. And then you have Dave mm-hmm. Kingman. Oh, yeah. 530 foot on April 14, 1976. Daryl Strawberry, 525 on April 4, 1988. So what I'm what what I'm seeing now. All of them are in the steroid era. Well, no, before Tomei, but I mean Jackson. You know the, these guys, Dave I, Kingman. I mean something just doesn't sound Pop right about Stargell. that because people lift now, and you know back in the 50s, 60s, 70s, they didn't lift weights. You I know? don't know how they and measured Adam then. Dunn, they Adam they Dunn, using, also 504 foot. They weren't using the computer things and the video right. stuff to, ma- to measure them then. I don't know how they measured those, right. so I, I don't know. There's some journalists like Jeff Gilbert up there saying, I think that went 504 feet. Well, they got the guys in the kayaks. And they say there. Jeff Gilbert says it. Yeah. yeah. It's gospel. And those guys right. are smoking cigarettes in the dugout. And right. Taking nips of uh, whiskey mm. <laughs> in between yeah. innings. Harry Carey. Yeah. Yeah. All right, one more can of worms. Oh I'll open one last thing, and we'll hit this, and then we'll be done. Joey Votto. Um, I'm like this close to like it's time to move on. I'm already. What there. do you mean? I'm Th- already there. That they should let him go. Something, or not, or not, or he's a part-time player when he comes back. Oh well, I think that's two different things. Letting him go in a part-time player, I think he'll be a part-time player when he comes back. Either for sure. Agreed. I mean, I'm. Uh, it's. They're not gonna let him go. No. Okay. They, and they they shouldn't. He's Mr. Red. Yep. Okay. Yeah. Well, I just you know I'm ready to move on. I'm ready. I'm ready to well, move on. I think on we to all the next are. Guy. We want that twenty-four million dollar salary. Okay. All right. I just wondered. I just wondered. You know, some because some people would not be that way. Potentially, they could let him go, but I don't think they will. Right. <laughs> It's the word of the day, potential. We have Eric Davis to thank for it. <laughs> Jeff's buddy. My bud. No. Do you call him Eric the Red when you talk to him? Hey, no. Mr. Eric the Red. No, I don't. Hey, Eric the Red. Do you think what this? Do you think? Po- do you think this podcast has any potential of hitting anything? Hitting anything? What? Like five hundred viewers, or li- <laughs> listeners, listeners, or five? Yeah, or five. Yeah. We've had well, we've had like six thousand downloads in our history. Yeah. Well, okay. So that's not bad. Yeah. As far away as, you know, Iran and Philippines. Russia and the Philippines and the Ukraine and Luxembourg Europe, and yeah. Monte Carlo. 
I don't know, all kinds of places. Somebody was bored with tennis. Yes, yes. All right, let's wrap this up. Well, wait a second. What? Give us a number. Last time was John Smiley. Oh, I don't. I I tried to look it up and I didn't do it. Okay, I, I know it. one guy right off the 58. bat. Fifty-eight. La you Piedro. Know? Yeah, Castillo was fifty-eight. Yeah. yeah. Oh, he was. Yeah. 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 I started to look it up, and then I didn't have a chance time, so I didn't do it. What so. number was Ron Robinson? Was he fifty-nine? Uh, I don't know. My computer's that, about Ron. to die. Ron Robinson. Oh, you couldn't Ron. even find Mickey Mantle's home run. Hey, now. He's still. <laughs> well, I did drive through Westville today, home of Harvey, um, Harvey Haddix. I've yep. been through there. Yep. Did and you cut corners? Never mind. Go ahead. I did not. It was a straight shot through there. So I looked up Harvey, played for the Reds You're in right. 1958. Ron Robinson wow. wore number 58 with the Reds. I'm two for wow. two. Wow. Hmm. Uh, I can't tell you anymore. I don't know. <laughs> That's an obscure number, too. Yeah. Has anybody been in the 60s when we get to there? I don't know. Oh, Logan yeah. Andrusik, number 66. Shh. Oh, my gosh. Oh, that guy. Oof. Ron what Robinson. was Joe Broxton? Was he 60 or 61, John? I don't know. Joe Broxton was, I think, 60. Ron Robinson is now. Not to be confused with his ERA. Ron Robinson is now yeah, 61 right. years old. Is he? Wow. Yeah, he pitched for the Reds from 84 through 89, or through 90. He, wow, that's a long time. Yeah. yeah. He won 10 games one year. He won 14 in 1990, but he pitched for the Reds and the Brewers that year. He was 2-2 two and two with the Reds, and they traded him, and he went 12-5 and five with the Brewers. Of course. Of course. His ERA shrunk by two runs. <laughs> but he missed the 1990 World Series. Yes, he did. <laughs> That's true. He did. We didn't need him. That's right. right. We didn't need him. You know why? We had Jose Rio who could go eight and two-thirds. So who do we get for Ron Robinson? Was it Glenn Braggs? Wow, that may be a good one. Or Glenn Bragg. Was it Bragg? Who did we get Randy Myers from? Mets. He was a Mets. He was there all year. That was part of the uh, Julio Franco deal, wasn't it? Oh, yeah. John Franco. John Franco. Julio. I can't remember. Julio Franco is still playing somewhere. Worse. Yeah, you really probably yeah. yeah. Fifty-five yeah. years old playing somewhere. <laughs> I'm looking for the. I'm looking for Ron Robinson's. Uh, there it is. Transactions. Yeah, I was right. He was traded with by the Reds with Bob Sebra to the Brewers on June 9th, 1990, for Billy Bates, who scored a very important run. Oh, yeah. Yeah. In the postseason. And mm-hmm. Glenn Braggs. Shazam, Mr. Break My Back, Bat yep. Over My Back. Yes. Yeah. Uh, so that was yes. a good trade. I'm, one, I'm friends with him on Facebook, trade. by the way. Who? Glenn Braggs. You are? Yep. Man, you all you guys oh, name yeah. dropping tonight. Oh, yeah. 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 All I right, tried. my best part tonight, other than potential, was the old dinosaur team. <laughs> we got to come up. With it. We got to come up with that. It's like the T Rex out in left field trying to catch a ball. You got to hit it right I to him. I told you, he should have been our DH. Don't put him out in the field. He's got a nice compact swing. <laughs> Anybody's still listening, but if they are, they, hopefully they laughed at that. Yeah, need, how the, they need to give us a shout out if they're still listening. Yes, please do that. 
please, please. Lisa, are you listening? <laughs> <laughs> She's waiting for us to go home. <laughs> yeah, probably. Oh, my. All right. Well, let's wrap it up. Um, anybody going to any games? I wouldn't mind going to the Yankees games whenever they would mind. When is that? End of May? Well, you mentioned to me that it's one night we might. You, you gave me a date to save. Ron Wood, right? Yeah, you gave yeah. me a date to save. I don't know what date it was, it's, but I'll on, find it's out. It's on my calendar. We're going to go sometime. Yeah. Last year they couldn't give they couldn't give tickets away last year. Yeah. yeah. I know I'm going to go to the when the Mariners are in town. I'm going to that one, but that's in like September. September. Yeah, yeah. Cedar used to do a. Oh, it might be going. Dick to the Walker Red Sox. used to bring a group down from Cedar. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We usually be on a night. Montgomery in. Yeah, they when they're playing Cleveland because he's a Cleveland fan. Mm-hmm. So that's when he would do it. That. But yeah, that's I went I went one night for that and it was there playing the the oh, Indians right. at that time. I think I went a couple times. Games. Well, it's like today I was uh, uh, did an inspection on the house, and uh, the guy was a Miami Redskin, played football, got drafted by the Buccaneers, hmm. didn't make the team, but uh, now, now, he's, now he's an assistant coach with the Flyers football team. Oh, is he? Hmm. Yep. Hmm. Cool, cool. All right, well, we'll get back at it. We'll see what the Reds do. We'll have a we'll, uh, think about dinosaurs. I'll probably dream about <laughs> dinosaurs tonight or something i'm going to do there's some a, positive imaging about have, my potential there's a the, the potential is there to dream about dinosaurs he, <laughs> he just, got to the wall he jumped he up jumped, but he couldn't reach it hit off his head went over <laughs> pterodactyl, he couldn't reach it pterodactyl swooped Jose in and can see it. seiko right yeah he just opened his mouth to catch it. <laughs> now this could go on forever <laughs> all right all right well with that said One, two, three. Brontosaurus. Let's go Reds. Good night.